Hi, everyone. Welcome to another segment of our Mental Health Moments webinar. My name is Linda Golick. I'm the Health and Wellbeing Consultant at Bellin Health. And uh, today we have a wonderful panel joining us. Uh, so a couple extra special guests today. So we today have, of course, our behavioral health therapist, Charles Latour. We also have Dina Braun, who also works at our Bellin Psychiatric Center. And then we have our very own Maureen Hewson. Now, Maureen is usually the person behind the scenes, uh, taking care of all the technology, muting people, and uh, monitoring the chat and doing all the things that it takes to run a webinar. So, Maureen, it's great to have you on, uh, on this side of the camera today. Thank you. <laughs> So uh, today we really want to, we're kicking off 2022, it is a brand new year, and we really want to kind of reflect a little bit on what we've learned and, and where we've been, in particular the, the last two years. And one day I came to work and uh, Charles, so sweet, uh, gave me this book for Christmas. So it is called Together and is by Luke Adam Hawker. And just to give you an idea of, of kind of the premise behind this book, I'm just going to read the back. So it says, dark clouds are looming in the distance. We watched them gather and we wondered, when will it come? How long will it last? A monumental storm brings huge and sudden change. We follow a man and his dog through the uncertainty that it brings to their lives. Through their eyes, we see the difficulties of being apart, the roller coaster of emotions that we can all relate to, and the resiliency that by pulling together, we can move through difficult times with new perspective, hope, and an appreciation of what matters most in life. And so we really started talking about the storm that we all have been weathering these last two years. And we decided that it would be really impactful to have all of us together really reflect on what these last couple of years have been like for us, how we've learned, how we've grown through all the challenges and uh, what we're gonna do moving forward. So Charles, can you frame up why it's important for us to, to kind of do that, to reflect and look back and then then also the importance of, of looking forward? Sure, I think it's really important. I think the idea that one thing we're always using the past to help project into the future. The brain is a time oriented machine. Uh, we always are reflecting on where we've come from and where we're going. Uh, and sometimes that's a great thing to be able to do. Other times it takes us from the now, right? Uh, but we wanna be able to have a blend of those things. But oftentimes our perception and experiences of what has occurred can shape how we're going to view and deal with the future. So, and we've all been through an incredible amount. I, I, I've been using this phrase that we've been marinating in fear and stress and uncertainty uh, for 24 months now, like baking in it, just continually exposed. And we've taken something short-term stress into longer term stress and um it's just really really impactful and i, I want to say one other thing if i can as we go into this what the difference is because sometimes when we conceptualize stressors in our lives it's even interesting to think of that in short-term and long-term stress exposure we love short-term stress some of the time 
That might sound foolish. It might sound um, to some people, you'll see what I mean, is a little bit of stress. Oh, I've got this test tomorrow. I better study. Um, we will even pay good money to be short-term stressed, a roller coaster, a scary movie, a, a haunted house. Let's go and have the daylight scared out of us and we'll spend 50 bucks to get in these places. Uh, more for the roller coaster. What we don't like is when short-term stress then gets brought into long-term stress it goes from all the benefits we had from short term, greater clarity, greater investment, greater insight. Once we get into long term stress, it all starts to go pretty much downhill from there. And when you have 24 months of a, of a long term stressor, that's what a lot of people have had to deal with. And then it's just a matter of degrees of how difficult rather than beneficial. But we do have to sometimes find other means and ways to get through it. And that's why I decided when I saw that book, it would be great to uh, share with people and gain some insights into the progression of short term to long term. So I'll pause there. Well, thank you for that, Charles, because I think the book, the book is just such a beautiful summary of what we have felt really for, for these last two years. So um, it, it really was a, a moment for me to, to really just reflect on that. So, so we have a wonderful panel with us today. And, and again, I really encourage you to also chat in when I ask this question. Uh, because we want to hear from you, our audience, too. We really want you to reflect on what has changed for you and, and what have you learned? How have you grown? So <laughs> let's start with Dina. Dina, what, what have you learned? What, how have you grown through these last uh, couple of years? Um, thank you for including me in this panel. Um, one thing I learned is if anybody knows me, they know I am not a patient person. And um, I have learned to just be patient. And another thing I don't like is change. And you just don't know from day to day who's going to be at work, who whose schedule do you need to help res um, reschedule, and just to take the time to just slow down, take a breath, and just roll with the punches, so to speak. So a lot of flexibility, a lot of getting comfortable with having to change and having to move mm -hmm. and having to do things differently. Good for you. That's awesome. All right. Uh, Charles, how about you? What, what has it been like for you, especially in that behavior health therapist role? Yeah, it's really, it's been a, a interesting year. And I guess even when, if I tie in one thing that I was saying earlier, um, the idea that short-term stress can be stimulating, that's kind of what I was meaning, why we will even like it sometimes. A stressor that can be stimulating once, but I think we can all agree that we've been overstimulated enough and overstimulation with this then goes into what are we going to do with all of this? And what I've noticed about me is what this was the greatest threat to was my ability to exercise. My, my way of dealing with things that happen in life is to to try to be as fit as I could be, 
to weather any storm that comes its way. And I've always been able to try to make that happen. And I've had to be more resourceful in finding ways to, especially in some weather challenged situations or what uh, indoor venues are available to me. So from a very personal standpoint, that has been um, really a challenge and some of what I've reflected on and what I've had to work through. On a clinical level, I'll also add in an element there, uh, blending in, I think Dina was really capturing some important things as a clinician. I've probably dealt with some things that uh, walked in the door clinically that had never walked in before with the, at least with that kind of consistency, the death or near death experiences that people have encountered has been really, really incredible. And I don't think in my uh, career, I've had this much consistency of grief as this past year has brought. And that has been a, a clinical experience as well. Yes, there's been a lot of loss, both actual loss of, of people, of jobs, and, and just loss of some of the normalcy that we have known for so long. So, Maureen, how about you? What, what has changed for you? Um, how have you grown? What have you learned? Well, I've learned that I like it on the other side without the camera on. <laughs> um, mine is a is a a more personal story that is a little bit longer. Um, I've learned a lot of things in the last year, patients being one of them, but the most important thing was how to ask for help. Um, for the last nine years, I've lived in De Pere with my mother at first, just for long weekends and then five days a week and then full time. And prior to, prior to living here full time, I would go home on the weekends to my husband in Port Washington. But in March, we sold our house and moved in with my mom. And it was my job to keep my mom out of the nursing home and that she wasn't sick. She was, as she said, she was just old and having been widowed twice, she needed someone to live with her to help her out at home and to keep her out of trouble. And by keeping her out of trouble, I mean, she had a tendency to do things she wasn't supposed to do. She wasn't supposed to get up on a step ladder because she wasn't real steady, but she did that all the time. She'd carry heavy things up from the basement when she wasn't supposed to. So. Literally, it was a, a big job to keep her out of trouble. And I learned how to ask my sisters and my husband, James, for help. Um, my sister, Anne, who is on the call today, um, would help me by having my mom over for dinner or taking her shopping or stay with her on the weekend if James and I needed to get away. And uh, my older sister, Mary, who lives in Colorado, would be my sounding board and my cheerleader and sometimes the peacemaker between my mom and I, because we did, we did clash quite a bit. <laughs> um, and my coworkers, my coworkers always offered me encouragement and advice when needed. And they also appreciated my crazy mom stories. And I don't know if you've ever heard that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it took a village to raise my mom. Um, but whether it was if I needed help at around the house or help, emotional help, I learned how to accept it. 
and my mom died just before Thanksgiving. She would have been 86 years old today. And um, although at times it was hard living with her, it was also fun and rewarding. And I thank my village for that. And I am very lucky to have that time, have had that time with her. And I'll be forever changed by the adventure of it all. Thank you, Maureen, for sharing that. I think, gosh, there's so much in there. And I thank you for being so honest and so vulnerable and, and telling us that story. And I think there's so much we can take from that and that um, we all need help, right? We we all uh, know that we can't do it alone. And, and hopefully these last two years have, have shown us that as well. And that it's good when we ask for help. It's actually a wonderful thing because don't all of us want to help? people. So it's, it's a great, it's a great way to, to also um, just come together, you know, through everything that we've all experienced. So I wanted to share with you all, um, this was something that I thought has really in myself changed over 2021, some of 2020, but more this last year as I've really reflected. And it just happened to be a post that I had seen on social media. And it really made me think about how I myself have tried to zero more in on how I care for myself, because if I'm stressed, I'm going to portray stress on other people. If I'm angry, I'm going to portray that anger. So this just happened to come across my feed one day. And I wanted to share this with all of you. It says, you're holding a cup when somebody comes along and bumps into you, making you spill your coffee everywhere. Why did you spill the coffee? You spilled the coffee because there was coffee in your cup. Had there been tea in your cup, you would have spilled tea. The point is that whatever is in your cup will spill out. Therefore, when life comes along and shakes you, which will happen, whatever inside of you will come out. It's easy to fake it until you get rattled. So we have to ask ourselves, what's in my cup? When life gets tough, what spills out? Joy, gratefulness, peace, humility, or does anger bitterness, harsh words, and reactions come out. You choose. Today, let's work towards filling our cups with gratitude, forgiveness, joy, words of affirmation, kindness, gentleness, and love for others. So I think that was just my reflection of what we fill ourselves with is also what we pass on. So we have to be so careful on how we do that, right? So I'd love to hear from other people in the chat. I know we had a couple of things in here. Um, I think Elizabeth had said, having more patience, honoring the little things, a new lens of beauty on the world. And then of course, lots of accolades to Maureen. We love seeing you. And uh, yes, your mom's funny stories were always such good therapy for us too, Maureen. So thank you for that. So anyone else that wants to chat in with what you've learned or how you've grown in 2020 or 2021, we'd love to hear that. As we move forward and we think about uh, 2022, we're already in it. Obviously, the stress of life is not going anywhere. And there's been a lot that people continue to manage. Uh, it's no secret that our healthcare system is being hit hard and everybody's working very hard to take care of everybody and all their healthcare needs. Um, and out in the world, there's lots of industries that, that are having that same struggle. So stress isn't going anywhere, right? Life keeps happening. 
So what are we going to do as we go forward? So Charles, frame it up for us. Why is that important for us to really now move forward and, and look ahead? Yes, a couple of things I want to say in, in leading up to this framing is one, I love that story about the cup. It's so consistent with what we've talked about. One of the key themes of the year has been what's in your mind is in, in you. How you code your events is what's in you. You could code them with gratefulness. You could code them with anger and frustration. And But somewhere that's going to show up. And every time we have an experience, we have a change in our being, particularly our neuroplasticity, that the brain is always adapting to experience. The key is to make it, hopefully, the adaptation is a favorable one rather than a less than favorable one. That's why we call it self-directed neuroplasticity. You get to direct what changes you want to <laughs> and going on within you. So to we get to determine what is in that cup. We get to determine what's within us. And sometimes that's not an easy choice. Sometimes the challenges that we face, and I think, um, Maureen was capturing some incredible ones, the things I've seen over the years, no one would ever want or have script for themselves. But those are the times our adversity is what brings out the greatest challenges and the opportunity for us to even really get in touch with what, who am I? What am I about? What's even really in me and how am I facing these challenges? And as we look ahead to 2022, this gives us another go around to see that. How do I want to be? How do I want to show up? How do I want to respond? What type of emotional flexibility do I want to bring? Am I the me that everybody I hope responds to favorably? Am I a champion of hope for my, not only myself or other people? Am I the beaming ray of sunshine that when I walk in, people feel that this is a positive thing. I sometimes joke, I may have used this one time before, but there's this one restaurant, the, there's a, at kind of in the hostess area, there's a saying, which is, we love to see all of you. Some of you, it's when you come in, some of you, it's when you leave. Are we being the people, our best self is the self that when we walk in, People are happy to see us. And I hope that's your place of work. I hope it's your home. I hope it's when you go and visit friends that every day you are that, that champion of hope, beaming ray of sunshine, that people when we are together want to be with you together because of what you bring, how you show up, and that every day is an opportunity for you to bring your best self. But adversity challenges that or gives us an opportunity to find even more what our truest self is and what's within us. So that's why I think the challenges and the look ahead to 2022 is so important and why we have to be mindful in our intentionality and our deliberate development to make it the best that it can be, despite the challenges that we know face us only 13 days into it. So there's more I want to say, but I'll pause there because I, I know we all want to be able to talk about what we want to have happen in 2022. 
So I'll defer some, some of that comment as we move forward. Thanks, Charles. Dino, what, what does that look like for you? What are you, what are you hoping for 2022? Um, to not put things off, um, cause tomorrow's never promised. Um, not to worry so much about stuff that happened in the past, stuff that I might have coming in the future. Um, this year I decided not to make any new year's resolutions cause I usually break them at 1201. <laughs> <laughs> what would make me a better person and i'm going to try that route i love that dina thanks for being honest yeah those resolutions sometimes uh yeah i, I like that you're not worried about that good good for you how about you maureen what what would you like to see in 2022 well i would definitely like to see COVID go away um <laughs> i really I don't know. I've been thinking a lot with what Charles said. Um, right now, I'm just taking things one day at a time. Um, one of my goals is to stay more connected with my friends and my family. Um, my closest friends live all over the country. So I have to do, I want to do a better job. I'm not going to say I have to. I want to do a better job of keeping connected with them. Um, and this may be naive, but I'm, I also want to stay away from all this negativity in the media, it just, it just wears me down. And I keep, I tell my husband, I said, is there a puppy channel? Because that's what I want to watch. I just want to see puppies and babies <laughs> and be happy. But um, moving forward, I have, I have decided, um, and Randy and Naomi, if you're on the call, I have decided that I am going to retire probably in about five years. And I used to think I'd have to work until I was 70, but now I thought, yeah, I don't need as much as I used to. James and I can retire before that. So that gives me hope and, um, you know, a different type of life and to get back to the UP someday. But I really like, um, Charles, what you said about being my truest self. And that's something I need to work on because I feel like I, for the last many years, I haven't been my truest <laughs> self. Like I'm just getting through the day and not really living the day. How do we do that, Charles? I bet you a lot of us feel that way, that we're not maybe fulfilling our, our true potential and not being everything that, that we think we could be. Where do we, where do we start with that? Yeah, that's such a great, great, and, and I'm glad that you're giving me a chance to chime in on that because I was going to go into my 2022, but this I think really merits some reflection and a, a double click on what Maureen is uh, highlighting. So there's a couple things. I mean, that is really so great. I look at sometimes we have to really know what is our most authentic self and what is most possible for us. And the machinery of the day-to-day -day life, the machinery of how fast it goes and how we're just trying to get through it in survival mode rather than my most authentic me. And part of it for me, at least uh, if we did it even non-clinically, the whole concept of it is like, who and what is getting the best me, the most authentic me? 
And are the fears, the challenges, the, the worries that I have getting the best of me and, and, and the world not getting that? Like, what's get, what are the things in my mind and my life that are getting in the way of my most authentic expression of myself? So even if we look at it, I know part of the year we talked about athletics, or even if we talk about any type of performance, our most authentic showing up self, if it's worried about what people will think, or if I will screw up, if I will miss this, that's gonna get in the way of our truest authentic expression of who we are, and we're not gonna be our best either for ourselves or those with us. But when we are fully aware of what is possible for us, and we know the barriers to it, we can assess them, we could be honestly in touch with them and say, this is what's gonna get in the way of me being who I wanna be. Do I have the will? Do I have the courage? Do I have the risk-taking? Do I have the vulnerability to be able to say, you know what, not anymore. That's not gonna get the best of me. I'm gonna get the best of that so that I can be my truest self for me and others. And um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna finally do something with that and say that I am claiming who, who I am rather than those fears or worries or barriers that other people may have put up for me. So it's really an incredibly honest look inward and really saying, who, who do I even wanna be and what's going to get in the way of that? And if we could get to that honestly and do the hard work, and by the way, none of this is easy. So what Maureen is highlighting for herself, this is like a journey. This isn't a, oh, here's what I'll do. There's no hack to it, right? This is a reflective. And, you know, it's, there's a saying, which is, when I'm ready to learn, my teacher shows up, right? You have to be in that place to want to be at that place um, because it is a journey, and but you'll be rewarded for the journey because when when people get to that place and it's an evolving process, it's the comfort that I see people get to in that process is amazing. And that's when they could be, because sometimes I want to say one other thing. People tell me, well, that sounds really selfish to be that self-absorbed, to figure all that out and take that time for myself and say, actually, it's not. It is, yeah, it's a personal journey, but the people who are rewarded by you being your most authentic, truest self, there's no greater blessing you can give to yourself, but the blessing is exponentially increased because you are better able to give that to others. And I think, Charles, you know, a part of what you're saying that I know I get caught up in the trap of sometimes is it's about you. It's not about you being who someone else wants you to be. It's about you being your authentic self. And sometimes that's stepping into new territory that we haven't stepped into before because we've spent a lot of years trying to please other people. But the gift is in the authenticity of who you are and who you were meant to be. So you weren't meant to try and act like somebody else. You were meant to be you. And, and that, that takes some work. That's definitely a journey. Yeah, absolutely. So there's one other thing that I do want to comment on that and the, the element of the progression is that 
it's a stick toing almost everyday process. Stick toing what you want. Stick to what is important to you and not let the day to day take you away from that because the grind almost inevitably and invariably will always take over. But when you can stick to who you are and what you want, you will you will be able to overcome it. And that's one of the reasons I was touched by the book is that and something that you're highlighting in there, um, Lyndon, your, your way of change, that when we make a change, we are starting to do something different and the first experience of that is something difficult because different usually isn't always easier. It usually is more uncomfortable. But this, the image that struck me in the book was when the man was walking the dog in the storm and hopefully we could give that to the people on the call. But then later the next page turn, put the umbrella over his dog. And to me, that was sacrifice, it was love, it was caring, it was empathy, it was heart, it was grace. The things that I think we have to have, yeah, that's different. That COVID had turned things upside down on us, but we have to turn things upside down. And sometimes to reach our most authentic self, we have to be able to be willing to do that for us. And that's why I'm talking about the authenticity comes with vulnerability and a daringness and willingness to change, even though I know it's probably going to be more difficult. But within that change, there is hope and there is an even better and truest self that is waiting. So um, that's what we can all hope for. And I love what's in these images, too, because these are the two pages of the book where it says, in slowing down, we woke up to the most important things of all. And I think that that's been a key lesson, you know, through the storm, that by slowing down, we really have realized what are the most important things to us. Yeah. And sometimes our homes have become dance halls, classrooms, and bakeries. <laughs> and we learn to adapt. I think it's really challenged our adaptability and our response flexibility and how we deal with ever-changing things in our lives. But when we do it together, we always can do it better. So what are, what are you focusing on now, Charles, for 2022? Personally, are there things that you're, you're looking forward to growing in? Yeah, I've really had to think a lot about this the last couple of weeks because in my practice, everybody who's come in the whole last week of almost the, the week leading up to Christmas and in between and even the start of this year, uh, we had Christmas music playing a lot in the hallways. And there was one day where the John Lennon song, the Christmas song, and so this is Christmas, what have you done? Another year over and a new one just begun. When we sat down, the person I was walking in with and the song was playing right outside the door, person said, that's a really cool question. And we said, yeah, let's both talk about that. So it was what, and so I've been doing that with everybody these last two or three weeks. And it's really been interesting what people are happy about of what this last year has been and where we're going. So for me, part of it is a continued journey of uh, always being aware of how I'm feeling. So there's a great poet who once said, though we rush ahead to save our times, we are only what we feel. Mm 
And that I've never found anything more axiomatic in my life that no matter what is going on in your life, how you feel is always the most important thing. Everything else, whether it's great or not that great, you could win a million dollars, but if you're sick as can be, it doesn't feel great. How you feel trumps everything. So always being uh, self-aware, almost in a um, overly mindful place and to realize where I'm at with that. And also in the realm of what I want to do, what I want to make happen that, so it's how I work on how I feel, but what I want to have happen. And that is to be the best clinician that I could possibly be for anybody who takes the busy time out of their day to sit down and work on themselves. I want to be the best that I can be to help them do just that. Well, thank you for that, Charles. We know that you help so many people and you you are doing such amazing work. So thank you for for everything that you give every day to your patients. We we really we know we know it's a lot. I did put in the chat. Um, feel free to share if, if you're participating today. You know, what are your goals or what's your outlook for 2022? Uh, for myself personally, I was telling Maureen this story before we started how something that I really realized uh, throughout 2020 was that um, I was slowing down and I was noticing things that I hadn't noticed before. So all of a sudden in June, I had this hydrangea plant and I've, I've had this thing for years. It's, it's on the corner of my house. And uh, in June, it was just gorgeous. It just had these huge blooms that were white and pink and, and it was just magnificent. And I thought to myself, has this plant always done this? Have I just not noticed it? So actually slowing down and seeing that beautiful plant. So then when it bloomed again this past June in 2021, that's kind of my reminder is like, slow down, see the beauty, be in the moment. Because for me, that's been a really big stress management coping mechanism for myself is to, to keep myself from worrying too much about what's going on or, or what's happening next is just to see the beauty in, in some of the moments that we have around us. And uh, I think Dina said earlier, like we're, we're not promised tomorrow. So really just making, making the most of today. So um, let's see, I put something in the chat here. So um, Elizabeth, but yes, thank you, Charles. You've helped me personally over all of these sessions. And um, Elizabeth also put my goal is to make a small difference in bridging the gap between healthcare individuals. Awesome, awesome. So feel free to keep putting things in that chat. Um, as we watch for that, I'd like to get everybody's kind of parting thoughts today. So Dina, anything else um, that you wanted to expand on or anything that really struck you in our conversation today? I think I'm gonna take a couple of, a little bit of everybody's goals for 2022. Um, try to be my true self, not try to be who others want me to be. Awesome, beautiful, thanks so much. How about you, Maureen? Anything that you wanted to, to expand on? Well, I like the thought of being my authentic me. Um, I know some of those that work with me get to see the authentic me 
more times than they probably want to, but um, I, I think I just want to work on that. Cool. Good. Good. All right. Um, and Nicole had chatted and focus on my happiness and do things I have always wanted to do, like grad school for counseling. Good for you, Nicole. That's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. I think we need more counselors. So I think there will be there will be a job waiting for you, Nicole. Yes. <laughs> Charles, parting thoughts today as we kind of wrap up today's session. I want to kind of part with some of what coming back to what I've heard over these last several weeks, but even really the 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 last 24 months or so is that if if we've learned nothing else from what we've all been through, it's that it reminds me of this you know, bumper sticker I once had seen, which is, and I've seen it in many other formats, but the bumper sticker is um, the most important things in life aren't things. And it's that if anything, we found out the importance of the people who are most dear and dear in our lives, the nearer and dearer, the greater, and that uh, at the end of the day, the littlest things that we can do for each other are sometimes the greatest things that we can do for each other. Nothing is so small as it, because in that, as I've been asking, what are you most happy about? Almost everybody who responded was something someone had said to them or something somebody had done that made them feel great. And they were the littlest things and I mean that in a very positive way. It was someone told me how important I was to them. So it's little in the sense that it was one sentence, but it's huge in the way that it made the person feel. So if anything, it's that I think we've learned something we've always known, but we don't pay attention to enough, is that people always maybe remember what we did maybe they won't they maybe remember what we said maybe they won't but people always remember how you made them feel so if we're all about helping the way each other is going about our lives we could only be better individually and collectively and hopefully we're all on a journey to do that we'll all be better for it thank you for that charles so true we're always going to remember how we make each other feel so really focusing on that and and being the best that we can be and uh helping people feel their best by by being the best person and being kind and all those wonderful things so thank you so much for all of you participating today um i just want to give a little teaser to our february topic so we're really going to be diving a little bit more into relationships because our, our uh, segment will be close to Valentine's Day, but it won't just be romantic relationships. It'll be all relationships, including the relationship with yourself. So we'll, we'll hope to be seeing you in February. But for today, Charles, Maureen, Dina, I can't thank you enough for being with us today and, and sharing your stories. It, it's just great to, to be with all of you today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. And thank you to our audience for joining us today. We'll hope to see you in February. Have an amazing rest of the day.